Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We go out to the Toyota of Hollywood hotline and bring in a guy who's always doing a great job covering the Miami Hurricanes, all things Canes. In fact, he's the publisher of Canesport.com. Gary Furman joins us. Good evening, Gary. How are you? Doing great, Alex. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing very well. And I know you were among the first, if not the first, to report on uh, on the possibility of Jason Taylor uh, perhaps joining Mario Cristobal's staff in some capacity. So tell, tell me what you know about that, Gary. And if he does end up coming aboard, what might the specific role be? Well, I think there's some there there, uh, Alex. And, um, but what I've been hearing is that it's, it's unlikely to be as a full-time coach. Uh, I think Jason Taylor maybe could have had that spot and, and maybe he still gets talked into it. But um, you're talking about a major time commitment uh, if you go in, in that direction. But uh, let, let's remember this is an NFL Hall of Famer. If they can get him involved at Miami in any capacity, um, I think I think it's a, it, it's a win-win and a, and a plus-plus. And uh, so I think that different possibilities are, are being explored and we'll see if something gets done. Yeah, and even uh, if it wasn't you know, a full-time on-field role, and I, I know, and I, I don't pretend to fully understand this, but I know that there are you know, limits on, on what, if anything, you know, non-full-time coaches can do in recruiting, but still, e- even if Jason Taylor wouldn't be allowed to be like physically making visits, I, I've got to think that his presence at the U might you know, help uh, recruiting between Miami and St. Thomas Aquinas, right? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, just in observing and, and, and working with the coaches and the GAs on the development of defensive ends and, 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 and things like that. I mean, uh, a guy like that, uh, he could be an advisor, like maybe a part-time advisor or something like that. And even though he can't physically be hands-on on the football field because he's not a full-time coach, he could be an asset to the program in different ways and certainly recruiting is one of them. So uh, I think all that's being considered and talked about and we'll see if it comes to fruition. Now, you know, Miami has a hall of famer on the staff already in Ed Reed. And so, you know, you've gotten to observe him for a couple of years. Uh, How much of an impact does Reed have on operations and on the program? Well, to be honest with you, Alex, I don't think he's had an enormous impact these first two years because I don't think his role was really very clearly defined. And I don't think that there was an overabundance of willingness to listen to Ed Reed. I, you know, I, I think that the Ed Reed hire was made for public relations purposes. Yeah. Um, I, I think that it was, it was there to kind of quell the support to bring Alonzo Highsmith into the program because I don't think Manny Diaz uh, really trusted Alonzo Highsmith. I don't think he trusted a guy 
that was not going to come in, that was going to come in and tell it like it is. And if things needed to be changed, he was going to say things need to be changed. Um, I don't think that's what Manny was looking for here. Uh, you know, and that's why that didn't happen at that time, even though there was a booster that was willing to pay for the whole thing at that point yep. in time too. It was going to cost the athletic department hardly anything. Um, so I think there's a chance Ed Reed does continue to have a role forward with Mario Cristobal, but if he does, I would expect that role to be much more clearly defined. And what's going on right now, I believe, is that the structure of football and the athletic department is being evaluated and, and massaged and pieces are being moved around and, and an organizational structure is having to come together. And that's why certain things might not be happening as quickly as some people might like to see them happen, just because we have it's an anxious fan base. I mean, people want instant, um, I guess, gratification on every single thing. And that's just not reality when you have dozens and dozens of moving pieces. Yeah, and this staff, they're teaching me patience, Gary, because Mario Cristobal, I think, uh, and I, I hope fans are learning from this, that Good things come to those who wait. Uh, I remember, as I'm sure you do, how people were freaking out about the offensive coordinator surge. Oh, Jason Campbell doesn't want to come here, and Kendall Bryles doesn't want to come here, and then you know they end up poaching the OC from Michigan after they just had a tremendous year. So I and and you know they end up bringing in Charlie Strong as a linebackers coach. That was the more recent one, which I think was fantastic so I'd love your thoughts on this staff Gary I mean and it seems like they've got numerous coaches who seem overqualified for their roles I mean you could argue Frank Ponce probably overqualified you know to be a quarterbacks coach at this point Charlie Strong certainly overqualified to be a linebackers coach yeah but uh, that's how you put together an elite staff I mean if you look back through the years when Miami was at its best I mean look at who the coaches were on those staffs and look at where they went after they left Miami. Um, you take a look at the Manny Diaz staff and you, you tell me how many of those guys you think are going to be future head coaches or, or anything like that. You know, I don't think you could, you could point to really any of them. And, uh, you know, Mario Cristobal's not afraid to hire guys that uh, have that type of potential. At the same time, he's smart enough not to hire an entire staff of them. And, you know, when, when you look at Gaddis, when, when you look at Steele, um, you know, certainly, you know, Charlie Strong is not out of the question to get another head coaching opportunity one day, even though he's now had three of them and, you know, might be at the end of the line in that regard. See, um, But you can't have an entire staff of guys that are going to leave. You don't want to be recycling year after year. And, and what Mario's really good at is striking a balance between – quality and and a mix of guys that might be here for a while as opposed to are going to get a head coaching opportunity like I think everybody in college football agrees that you know Gaddis probably will at some point get his head coaching opportunity he's just he's too polished he's 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 too good um he's a minority candidate which is which is another asset because there do need to be more minority head coaches in college football and He's just got so much going for him that it would not be a surprise if he only stays here for a year. But I think there's a good balance on the staff. I love the way it's coming together. Um, I think the patience has worked out for Mario, and um, yeah. it's all good at Miami with spring practice starting in a week. 
Oh, wow. I didn't even realize we were that close to it. That's that's crazy how much time flies. Uh, and I guess, you know, yep. we could start looking ahead to the season to come if we're a week away from spring practice. I mean, what would you say? And, and you, you're, you're, you're a realistic uh, person when it comes to setting expectations. What would be a reasonable expectation in terms of win-loss record this coming season? And Miami does have a couple of tough road games at College Station and at Clemson, so it's not going to be easy at times, Gary, but what do you think Canes fans should be expecting? Well, I'm, I'm not avoiding your question, but I, I, I don't think we can go there yet, and I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. I think that between the spring and the summer, there's going to be an incredible amount of transfer portal activity yeah. and going in, bo- going in both directions. I, I think that there's going to be kids that in spring practice at Miami realize they need to leave. They don't have a future in this football program. And I think there's going to be opportunities for some other kids that might want to be at Miami. Some South Florida kids, for example, who left here to go to school at other places over the last two, three, four years that might now want to come back home because the Miami program is in a better place than the one that they turned down coming out of high school. I think that there's going to be a, a, a few more kids that are going to come into this program that, go, that are immediately going to impact the team in the fall, um, yep. including Javante Citizen, that running back that they signed, who's going to come in in the summer too. That kid be the best running back on the roster immediately. You know, we're going to find yeah. out in fall camp. But so sitting here in March, I think it's very it's 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 very difficult to project how many wins this team's going to have in the fall because we don't really know what the team's going to look like yet, Alex. Uh, That's there's fair. so many variables. Who's, who's going to be on the offensive line? How about all these guys that are missing spring practice due to injuries? that have had surgeries and, th- and things like that. Um, th- there's a lot of them. We don't know how they're going to come through the off season. What are they going to look like in August? Uh, there's just, it, it's just, you know, so, so, so like un- unknown. I mean, you know, look at the Daryl Porter pickup they just made about a week ago. That guy's going to start at cornerback. I mean, yeah. he wasn't even on the team a week ago. So <laughs> like we, we can't, we can't predict, Oh, are they going to win eight, nine, ten? right now because we don't really know what the team's going to look like yet that is well said no absolutely and when you you brought up uh incoming and potentially outgoing transfer portals uh, i know question a lot of fans are asking uh, are you concerned at all that uh that jake garcia may ever enter the portal i know if things go a certain way if if tvd plays the way he played last year this may be his final year in college football coming up which would work out pretty well for garcia but would it you know d- depth is a good problem to have but it can be a problem in college football any concern we might lose a guy like that no i don't I, not right now i think jake garcia stays here this entire season I think he knows that he was right there with Tyler Van Dyke before he got hurt. A lot of people in the program, if you had taken a poll up and down the organization and who's the future quarterback at Miami, I think at least 75% of the vote would have gone to Jake Garcia based on uh, spring practice last year. Uh, so I don't see Jake Garcia bailing out immediately. I'm not saying he's going to beat out Tyler Van Dyke because those eight games of experience you can't replace. And Tyler was one of the best quarterbacks in the country in the second half of the season. So I'm expecting Tyler to be the starter, uh, make no mistake. But he's one, Jake Garcia is going to be one play away from potentially having to run this team, number one, uh, you know, as any backup quarterback. And number two, if Tyler Van Dyke 
plays at the level that he played at last season, he is going to go to the National Football League yeah. after this year. There's no question of that. He's already got the Rosenhaus uh, organization as his agent. So that will happen if he has any, any that the kind of season this year that he showed he's capable of the, the, the latter part of, of last year. And then Jake would be the front runner to be the quarterback in 2023. So he's not bailing real quick, and they've done a good job. Right. I mean, he's got some good NIL deals, Alex. He's making some money. Um, his family is, is living down here. So I think they're in a good place with Jake Garcia for 2022. And then the question will become, what happens with Tyler Van Dyke? And if Tyler Van Dyke is coming back for one more year, is Jake Garcia willing to wait that second year to get his opportunity? That's really well said. And make sure you check out Gary's awesome work. He's the publisher at canesport.com and provides a lot of video content as well on their YouTube channel. Uh, I think uh, if you're a Hurricanes fan watching Good Morning Canesport with Gary and Matt Shodell, it's, it's must view. You have to watch that. Gary, thank you so much for taking the time and enjoy your week. Thanks, Alex. Anytime. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 